Welcome to our Daily Inspiration Podcast. As Inspire Church is walking through a 30-day rule of life, whether you are participating fully or just listening, we hope you are blessed. Inspire friends and family, what's up? This is Pastor Phil. Um, We're going to do a little dialogue style for your commute or for your listen today, and I am excited to talk about prayer and I'm even more excited to talk about prayer with Pastor Matt Lacey. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Good, good afternoon, Church. good evening. Good afternoon, you never whatever. know. Yeah, that's true. Right. Wherever you're at. <laughs> um, Pastor Matt Lacey has been one of our favorites. Um, he has come and spoke at Inspire numerous of times. We are blessed by your ministry still sitting around the table um, as that was a sermon you had given to us in the yeah. pandemic, bro. Uh, anyway. Praise God. Just, it is such an honor to be here. Love yes. you. Love Jamila. Love your yeah. church. Inspire Church. Love you to the moon. Yes. Honor to be here. Yes. Um, so with that being said, before we dive into prayer, can you just maybe tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are so they can kind of visualize your life? For and sure. so just tell us about yourself and then we will get into prayer. Yeah. So I, I've been in the Bay Area my whole life, born and raised here. Um rebelled against God here, got saved here. <laughs> me too. Um, and so, uh, so God got a hold of me about 19 and, um, man quickly started volunteering in, in youth ministry at our church. And yes. Being a pastor was not the plan. Mm. Um, I was not, uh, inspired to be a pastor. <laughs> um, but it was what God had for us. Man. Amen. Uh, I'm so grateful. So we've been in, in ministry now since, tw- uh, 2002. Uh, met my wife in 2005 at church. Love it. At church. At church. Me too, sign man. Sign and Best. a wonder she was. So we, we <laughs> you know, still believe in the gifts. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> um, and so we've been doing ministry together now uh, since, really, I mean, we were serving together from about 2003. Mm. Got married in 2000. Oh, I'm sorry, 2002. Got married in 2005. Wow. Celebrating 17 years this wow. year. Wow. Couples that minister together stay together Big time, is what man. I've heard. Big time. Yeah, if, if you're healthy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. We get to, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, but we have three beautiful girls. Uh, yes. 10, 8, and 5. Olivia, Hannah, and Abigail. Love it. Love their and, names. Uh, Olivia, yeah. Hannah, and Abigail. Strong yeah. biblical Strong names, my brother. Names. And uh, Girl dad, which means prayer is your most important subject. There's gonna be a lot of prayer going yes, on, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 a definitely a rhythm in my life. For sure. <laughs> I love for it. Sure. I and love a necessity. it. Necessity. And you know what? Shout out to all the boy dads as well. I'm yes. sure there's a lot of prayer there, but there's just something about being a dad to not one, not two, but three girls. Yes. I feel like your prayer life is gonna be shaped. But yeah. with that being said, man, let's. Let's jump right into this. Um, we are in the midst of building out, living out a rule of life together as a right. church. Many listeners are practicing rhythms of prayer, yep. rhythms of fasting. And so we're just excited. To, yes. And we're excited just to inspire them throughout their week. Yeah. Um, we're fasting together. Just so much. It's been so incredible. And this. so uh, today we are going to jump in and talk about prayer. And it. so um, I just maybe want to talk about the evolution of prayer in your own life. Yeah. How how have you seen prayer evolve and change as you've evolved and changed and matured? Has it sure. stayed the same? Has it shifted? Yeah. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think in the in the beginning years, man, it kind of, I think like all of us, it kind of prayers an emergency hotline. Right. You know, God, I need you. Even before I started walking with the Lord, it was still kind of this, I know, kind of go to when I'm in trouble. Yeah. And uh, so I think over the years, it's, 
it's it's changed a little bit in purpose and function. Mm. So I think the purpose before was God, I need you to do something for me. Right. I need you to change my circumstances. Right. Uh, this may sound a little bit cliche, but I think now it's Lord, maybe you want to change me mm. in the midst of our mm. circumstances. So rather than trying to get your attention, it's really getting my eyes on you. So good. Um, so I think the purpose has moved from that, trying to get God to do what I want to do. Uh, it's moved to glorifying God. Mm. And the pathway to, to that is intimacy with God. Yeah, I love that. And so it's 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 our knowledge of God right? Uh, and our response to that that moves mm-hmm. us into rhythms of prayer. Yeah, I love that. And maybe want to key in on uh, an important aspect of prayer. Um, you know, you said not praying not to ask God to change the circumstances, yeah. which would be your agenda. For sure. But asking God, in spite of the circumstances, like, what are you doing in me? And kind of shifting from uh, your agenda to God's agenda. For sure. And and kind of how that leads you into a lifestyle of prayer. Yeah. And I think it's it's kind of this tension, right, that we live in. Um, we contend for healing because that's mm-hmm. our job. Right. But then we also leave room for God's sovereignty. Yep. I don't believe those are in conflict to mm-hmm. one another. So. It's not that we're not praying right. that circumstances wouldn't change. Right. Um, but I think, like, Paul is a great example mm. where, man, he prayed three times. God, you know, I have this thorn in, in my side. Yeah. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Mm. Would you remove it? And the response of the Lord was, my grace is sufficient right. for you. No. So, <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I'm not going to do it. Maybe my grace is sufficient. No. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, that God's weakness is made perfect, mm. uh, or God's strength is made perfect in our uh-huh. weakness. And mm-hmm. so, and then you have the blind man in John chapter 9, mm. you know, the disciples say, man, why is this, why did this happen to this guy? Right. Because I think that's a lot of our questions. God, why? Right. In moments of crisis or difficult circumstances, and there were, and God's, or Jesus' response was, no, it's not because he sinned or any of this. It's that God would be glorified in his life, that the works of God would be made manifest. And so he got healed. Yeah, he got a yes. His circumstance was changed. (laughs) Paul got a no. Paul got a no, right. Um, And both of those are are accurate because it's, Lord, whether it's a yes to changing my circumstances or, Lord, you doing something in me in the midst of, Mm -hmm. the goal of both of those is to glorify God. to glorify God. And I think that changes the motivation of our prayer and our intimacy with yeah. him. Let, can, can I, I'm going to throw a curveball, not, yeah, not in the script here. Yeah. Uh, so I am praying to glorify God. Yeah. Can you talk about a little bit more, just maybe what, 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 what that looks like when I have a mindset now, like yeah. I'm no longer praying to get out of a circumstance, sure. or, but I am now, my prayer life is being fueled by this motivation to glorify God. Yeah. Just, Maybe talk a little bit more if you can. Can you yeah. dig deep? I know it sounds like a little bit like can sound a little mysterious, but I I think it's 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 really acknowledging God in all of our circumstances and mm. everything and everything right. So right. I, I think prayer a lot of times I, Tim Keller says it like this is that prayer is a response mm. um, as a result of our knowledge of Him mm. and so. To, to, to kind of break it down a little bit, I think when we when we look at glorifying God through our prayer life, it, it's really the focus is of prayer is him, mm. you know, not circumstance. Right. And so whether, you know, it doesn't mean our circumstances doesn't matter. Um, and it, it also doesn't mean that God is going to remove us from every circumstance. Right. 
But if my main purpose is to keep my eyes fixed on him, to mm-hmm. edify him, to be glorified, right, right. for him to be glorified in all that I do, say, live, like mm-hmm. whatever's happening in my life, yeah. if that is the chief goal right. um, of exalting his name and him getting glory regardless, then, yeah. hey, if if God doesn't remove my circumstance, right. uh, God, wants, God may want to do something in that, not just in me, but through me. I'll tell you what, man, I had a, a season of my life where I was battling with major anxiety. Mm. And it was, man, I pounded on the floor every night. God, take this from me. Yeah. And uh, by the grace of God, over a, a period of, what, four years? Wow. Um, I was able to, to get through it. But, man, Jesus is in the dark. And I learned a lot about mm. prayer. Jesus is in the dark. Love and, that. And intimacy in that season. And what it's done is it's proven to glorify him. Yeah. He didn't remove it from me like right. instantly. Right. But it's glory. It's still glorifying him because God is using that story in so many people's lives. I love that. Okay, I want to go back to something you said. You said Jesus was in the dark. Yeah. And just as you said that phrase, I was just thinking prayer is if prayer is finding out where Jesus is. Like Jesus is here. Yeah. No matter your circumstances. For sure. He's here and he wants to be with you. Yeah. And so when we pray, we're literally pausing to acknowledge his presence. He's yeah. here and we're and we're becoming more aware of him, whether it's in a dark time or it's in a 100% high time. Yeah. Um, prayer is about finding Jesus. And so yeah. we don't pray. Yep. Then we then we are not acknowledging his presence. Right. And so I just I don't know, I'm just really fascinated with this idea of how can we become a people of prayer where prayer is a lifestyle yeah. and not just where prayer is based on conditions and circumstances? And so yeah. anyway, I just you said Jesus was in the dark and yeah. I love that you found him in prayer because he's there. He's here. Absolutely. If you turn this podcast off right now yeah. and, you know, don't close your eyes if right. you're driving. Yeah. But if you just begin to think of, he's here yeah. and you can access him. But the way to do that is being conscious to him in prayer anyway. And I heard an example too. I think like a picture of that in the dark to make Mm -hmm. it like a a little less abstract. It's prayer is still necessary. Even when you don't feel like you're getting a response, Mm. but like he still deserves our time and our devotion, even when it doesn't feel or you can't see (laughs) or you don't sense that God is moving. So it would be like living in a dorm room Mm. with, you know, you're mm-hmm. the other person and just because maybe you're not receiving something from that person all the time doesn't mean you don't acknowledge them and engage with them right. it would be right. strange right we right. just right we because i'm not receiving something right. from you right. um i don't engage with mm. you and uh, even though we know That's that great. god is moving yeah. when we're praying right um when i say in the dark it sometimes it doesn't feel like that right. but it's still important to show up yeah and so, and so that's where I would say it's, it's really changed in purpose, but then also function function. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Cause I, I think in the beginning it was kind of this, this quiet time idea where, uh, I'm all for a quiet time, but I think I would look for like a perfect condition. That's good. It's gotta mm-hmm. be, it's kind of like before working out, I want my garage clean. <laughs> right. Right. But, but even, even if my garage is clean, doesn't mean I'm still going to work out. Um, but, uh, but I think waiting for this perfect condition, like it's, it's quiet it's it's peaceful i got a candle lit right right and that's just not reality the kids are gone the house is quiet we know for many people listening to this that's not 
the not, reality. It's not reality. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's how it's changed in function for me is it's gone from like just this one quality time to a lot of quantity time mm. that moves to quality. Yeah. Or that leads to quality. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean like there's never like this quiet moment. Right. It's just I'm, I don't need a perfect atmosphere for it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's more important is that is is that I have a rhythm. Yeah. So like Calvin in um, in his writing in the Institutes of Christian Religion, he talks about how it's a struggle. Yeah. Even though we know prayer is important, uh, it's a struggle. So it's important to set particular times. Yeah. That could feel religious, but it's really not. Right. That's it's good. just really building a rhythm. Yeah. A particular time. So I think it was like, hey, in the morning when you wake up, after you eat your first meal. Yeah. At lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, uh, after you get off work, before right. you go to bed. Right. And so, so what he's saying there is, is hey, build a rhythm yeah. of prayers. Like Paul says, pray without ceasing. Yeah. Well, that's hard if you don't have a rhythm. Right. That's really good, too. And I think it all goes back to what you were saying. The conditions don't have to be perfect. I think a lot of people think, you know, they got to spend three hours in prayer, like, you know, Leonard Ravenhill and the revivalists who, you know, thank God for them. But we could feel a little shame walking away, reading their books on prayer. And but yet what you're saying is, you know, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, 20 minutes here. Yes, if you can clear some space and take a long walk. Praise God, but 100%. living a lifestyle prayer. I mean, if you're in traffic on the way home, yeah, you can turn off the radio. Yep. You can turn off, and you can actually spend time with God on your way home. You can't. You just know. don't close your eyes. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just don't close your eyes, and we'd be good. But I just yeah. love that idea of the conditions don't necessarily have to be perfect. You don't have to fill the, you know, get all, be in all the fills. Yeah. But just these rhythms. And Absolutely. do you have these rhythms personally for you? I, I can do. you talk about some of those? Yeah, I think uh, I think one person that's helped me with these rhythms mm-hmm. is Pete Scacero. Yes. Doing the daily Shout office. Out. So it's mm-hmm. like creating a Sabbath rather than just having a Sabbath on at the end of the week. Yeah. You know, like like the Jewish culture would have. Right. It, it's it's creating Sabbath and rhythms of prayer and devotion mm. throughout your entire day. So throughout it's like what day. Calvin was saying. Yeah. It's just a kind of a, yeah. a different modification because it incorporates scripture, uh, silence. Mm. That's probably the best part. Right. It's just two minutes of silence in the beginning, right. two minutes of silence mm. at the end. You can do what he, what he calls a daily office in seven minutes. Mm. And But there's a, a verse, which I believe one of the highest forms of prayer is meditating on the scripture. Talk about that. Yeah, that that I feel like again, it's God's gonna speak to us. Uh, God can speak to us intuitively, right? He right. knows how to speak to sure. our hearts, mm-hmm. um, and God does that in yeah. prayer, uh, what through impressions and unctions and right. things like that. But all shaped by the Word of God. Um, but the primary way that God speaks to us is through mm-hmm. the Word of God, and so right. meditating on the scripture, ruminating. Mm-hmm is God speaking and and us digesting so that we can properly respond yeah. as the Spirit of God illuminates That's the so Scripture good. to our hearts and minds. So yeah. I don't think Bible study and prayer is like right. two separate right. things. I love that. I think one of the highest forms of prayer yeah. is meditating on the Scripture. Right. And I think one of the best ways to meditate on the Scripture is through prayer. Yeah. And so um, so I feel like they, great. they're harmonious together. Right. right. It's not one or the other, this or that. It's both and they're tied together. Sure. Can you talk about just practice? So you open up your Bible, you read a scripture, and then you just take a verse and you just think about it. Like, can you tell me yeah, so, what that so, looks like? Well, so I, I, we walk through the one-year Bible as a church. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, on top of my regular study and, you know, sermon right. prep. That's a discipline and a rhythm that's really caused me to read 
parts of the Bible that I don't normally gravitate towards. Yes, of so course. Entirely, yep. right? Um, but on on these these moments or these daily offices, yeah, it's it's a scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, a little devotion, and you can go through Pete's Caseros, but you mm-hmm. can only go. There's only so many of right. those, so you have to kind of right. create your own. Create your own, right? Um, and we're doing that right now, actually, as a church oh, as well. So we do have a time for scripture, yep. and uh, and we, we're reading the Psalms right yeah. now. So we're reading uh, the first 30 chapters of Psalms every day. So maybe talk about yeah. So. I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah. we are doing an element like that. So yeah, continue sharing how that yeah, process works. I, I think I think again though, like the the you know opening up your Bible, reading the scripture, you know if there's a devotion connected to it, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, but and then sometimes I think even it it could be you could write out your prayer. Yeah. In that time. Love that. Mm-hmm. You know if if you struggle with if right. you struggle with like oh my god I feel like I'm just saying the same things over and over and yeah. over. Um, you know, it, it may be good, but it may be that day you may write out your prayer in that right. time, you know, just maybe you process better that way. Um, yeah. but I think the goal is developing a rhythm. I think that quantity leads to quality. And I would propose that if you have a rhythm mm-hmm. throughout your day with m- yeah. multiple times right. of, of prayer, right. that, uh, quality as far as time goes will yeah. increase. Yeah. Like you will just find yourself, man. I set aside fifteen, but now it was that was a thirty minute session. Right. You know what I mean. Right. That was a forty five minute right. session. Right. Um, and and so, you bring up a good point. Don't look at the clock. No. Don't pray with the clock in mind. Just pray. Yeah. And then and then and then say what you need to say and move forward. Sure. I, I think if you're like me, you know, you're very legalistic or whatnot. You know, yeah. I need to pray an hour. I need to pray For twenty sure. minutes. So you're looking at the clock, and she's like, no, like be with Jesus. Yes. And then move on to your next rhythm absolutely that may be three minutes it may be 20 it may be yeah but anyways i just something you said you're on your lunch like if you only have a seven minute window sure then don't feel bad about it right just maximize right right um but the goal is that man you could find seven minutes on your lunch to do a daily office or (laughs) to do you know to take a moment yeah two minutes of silence scripture love that another you know a time of a prayer and then another two minutes of silence and that's now you've incorporated prayer sabbath It's, it's Love a that. Great, great so we have purpose of prayer, mm-hmm. which has moved from kind of self to glorifying God. Totally. And then we have function of prayer, which for you is quality and quantity, kind of br- creating regular rhythms throughout sure. your day to connect to be with Jesus. Yeah. Love let, that. Let me just mention yeah. one last thing. Sure. Too. And even though it, it's about God, it's still the best for me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not like this. Like I'm ignoring like circumstances or difficulties in my because it's no. It's when I acknowledge him. It's kind of yeah. like this. Solomon had everything mm. at the end of his life. What did he say? Fear God, keep his commands. That everything <laughs> right. else is meaningless. Everything is right. Mean. I have right. everything. It's vain. But it's all vain. And yep. then Job loses everything mm. and comes to the conclusion. He gets a revelation of 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 God, mm. and he's like, man, you're enough. Right. You're enough. And yeah. so. So even when we're glorifying God as, as yeah. our aim, it's John Piper says like this, he gets what he deserves yeah. and we get what we need. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ways that we had put it was God's God's glory is my good. Yes. My greatest good is God's glory. 100%. There's God's. Yes. So praise God for that. All right. Let's yeah. let's do this. Um, let's talk about just obstacles. Yep. To, to prayer life. Yeah. Um, you know, you can be as practical or you can go wherever you want to go with this but maybe talk about some obstacles to your prayer life pastor yes. matt and then maybe how you overcome them for sure and then how you know 
guilt and shame kind of come in. And so just how do you keep those things at bay? You know, I'm just, you can go anywhere with that, but why don't you just talk about that? Yeah, I think, I think honestly, so perfect conditions right. is an enemy, right? Mm-hmm. So Ecclesiastes says, if you're waiting for perfect conditions, you'll never accomplish anything. <laughs> right. So we like to say that a C plus plan is better than an A plus idea. Mm. Um, so I would That's say good. don't let conditions. So I've had, but I've had to actually say like, I know that, Hey, my kids are running around or, and I'm going to tuck away. It's not going to be totally perfect but I can still maximize this time. Um, so I think there's a discipline in that. Mm-hmm. I think in prayer, there is just a discipline. Right, it definitely across, is a discipline. Across the board. You can't it, escape it. It's it a turns discipline. into right. a delight, Right. but sometimes mm. it still starts as a discipline. Love um, that. I think pride. Uh, hmm. I'm a type A personality. Uh, so when I get up, I like to get up and go. I, I'm yeah. more prone to go than to seek. That's so good. And so I think pride is is probably one Me of too. The, the contenders. <laughs> Me too. That... Um, you know, that that moves me to a self-dependence mm-hmm. right. rather than a, a, a gospel or a Christ-centered dependence. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, what's the antidote to that is is obviously preaching the gospel to myself mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, I think reflection helps. A daily time of reflection mm. um, of my soul, of mm. my attitude, how I'm treating my wife, my kids, you, yeah. know, you know, the yeah. temperature. Because yeah. normally... When uh, when those rhythms are consistent, and I wish I could say I had this perfect rhythm of prayer. I don't. Right. I, but I, I fight for it every day. Mm. Um, and what ends up, like I said, starts as a discipline, always ends in a delight. You never hear anybody that's like, so man, good. I'm so bummed I spent time in prayer. <laughs> that's you know, so true. You right. hear the opposite. Right. right. I wish I would have spent more right. time. Yeah. Um, right. The the uh, the obstacles on the front end. It, everything is it. All the forces in the world are, are conspiring together to stop you from entering in. But when you enter in and you leave, it, there is a delight. You're right. Without a mm-hmm. doubt. And, and I think that that comes in with what mitigates that pride is still is growing in my knowledge of God. Amen. Um, and knowing who he is and who, yeah. who I am. Um, but that those are real. Those are real things. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, that coincides with the busyness of life. Right. And, you know, the demands of life yep. in my personal life. Mm-hmm. When I get underneath all of that, those are symptoms, you know, many times right. of either uh, I'm not managing my time properly. Right. Or, you know, I'm right. more arrogant and self-dependent this week, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there's a, yeah. a simple answer to that. No, that's outside good. Outside of if you have set rhythms, if you plan your mm. ways um, and let the Lord direct your steps. Um, yeah. The difference, I think, between a rhythm and a routine is a routine, routine you need the same circumstance hmm. or the same environment huh. or the same – where a rhythm, it doesn't matter what That's season great. you're in. Yeah. You can find a rhythm for that That's season. That's great. Yeah. So don't kind of be held up on nostalgia like, I used to be able to spend so much time that. with God, but yeah. now I have three kids. Yeah. You know, Don't get caught up in what used to be. You know, mm-hmm. Find a new rhythm for now. Yeah, I really, I mean, man, you just said something really huge that I think we should all take note. The difference between a routine and a rhythm. For a routine, the conditions have to be the same. Right. For a rhythm, the environment and conditions can change, but you're still keeping that rhythm of Correct. prayer. Love that. Yeah. I love that because a lot of us can get stuck. Well, it did. My prayer time. This doesn't look like I don't have. I don't have the same location, the same space. Yep. Like you said earlier, the same perfect conditions. I guess yep. I can't pray. Yep. It's like no, you can take prayer anywhere. It, okay. It's it, it can go with you anywhere. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, that was that was really solid stuff. Um. Yeah. Uh. We have a couple more minutes. So here's what I want to do. Um. 
Uh, and let me, can I just oh, say yeah. one last no, thing? No, please, go so, ahead. on the shame, the guilt and shame. Yes, get so to here, that. Mm-hmm. here we are, it's Thursday. With our church, we have 6.30 a.m. prayer mm-hmm. every week. I overslept. <laughs> yes. I overslept today. So I'm repenting to my pastors. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I, I overslept. My alarm went off. And, and I'm doing a podcast on prayer. Can I tell you why? The last two weeks, mm. with during uh, Christmas and New Year's, um, we... Uh, we break for that for that season, and then we start up again. So what happened was I wasn't in the rhythm. Mm, so you broke the rhythm. Broke the rhythm. Yeah. And then it's harder to you know you yeah. oh my goodness it's prayer you know. Yeah. But how do I get over that guilt and shame is the gospel. Amen. That's just yeah. that, that the love of Christ. I am already accepted. already accepted. Whether yeah. I woke up early or not, yep. Christ loves me. Yeah. The Father has accepted me in Christ, and yep. so therefore. Um, I can move forward and be invited back into this delight. 100%. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Glad you, I'm glad you did that. Okay. So our last moments together, there's a couple of the cool questions, but I guess I just want maybe talk about, give us a story. You're good. You're a great storyteller. Um, maybe just share an experience you've had with prayer in your life, maybe a testimony, just a time where, um, I know prayer is a lifestyle for you, but just maybe a moment yeah. or a time where prayer just kind of really stood out for you. Sure. Uh, man, th- this this one I think really hits home. Um, there's so much we can talk about. Yes. And fasting and, and things combined. But I remember when I was in this season, I gave my life to Jesus. And then I was thrusted in for whatever reason. Charles Spurgeon calls it the dark night of the soul. Um, but it was a season of, of, of major anxiety for me. And I didn't know why. Mm. So it was really confusing. I'm like, I gave my life to you, Lord. And now I'm like right. messed up. Right. Um, <laughs> but it was in the midst of, I was I, I kept showing up to small groups. I, I kept showing up to church. Mm. I kept, you know, volunteering and serving in the youth ministry, praying for peace for others when I had no peace. Right. Right. Um, or struggling. I never forget we were in a small group and um, and there was a, a lady there. We were having a time of prayer, uh, closing out the night, and um, and she came up to me. She didn't know. Nobody knew what I was going through. I was suffering in silence, which was not a good idea. Mm. And she put her hand on my head and she prayed for me. And in the middle of that prayer, she said, young man, you're having a horrible battle in your mind. Mm. But there's a season of joy on the horizon. Um, And it was, you know, it was very simple. I did not get out of that space for another year and a half. Mm. But in the midst of that prayer, that just the fact that God sees me. That's good changed everything that's great um and so I, I think you know that was like a pivotal moment of of not being the circumstance being to leave it immediately right but but god's meeting me in the midst his yeah. grace his his strength being made perfect in my weakness yeah. um but then i've had other moments where i got robbed on craigslist for eleven thousand on a car <laughs> on my way to the dealership to pray uh, praying on my way to the dealership to get rid of this car that I was, you know, they, they took 11000 from me. They changed the mileage on the car, so it was wow. worth nothing. Wow. Went to trade it in because I couldn't stand the fact that I got robbed. And long story short, the, they ran the VIN number. They had that car before this other person did, tracked it down, traced it back. I got my money back. So, wow. You know, so miracle moments. Right, right, right. right. So, so kinda... Sometimes praying through, sometimes, yeah. you know, 
you know, the situation's not turning sometimes, man, yeah. just watching God move instantly. Yeah. I prayed for people and watched them get healed. I yeah. prayed for others and they've, they've passed away. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, this right. great mystery of we contend, right. um, in, in areas and we yeah. leave sovereign, the sovereignty up, yeah. you know, aspect up to God. I love that. And I think I want to finish full circle. It's something you said, Jesus was in the dark. And then you mentioned it again about how you were prayed over and, you didn't necessarily get delivered from that, but you just kind of felt him in that space. Yeah. And I just want to say, tie it all together and say that Jesus is here. Yeah. Sometimes in our lives, it feels like he's not. He's yeah. forsaken us, abandoned us. Where is he? Circumstances aren't going the way we want them to. Sure. Our bodies. But if we would just take some time yeah. to pray, we would realize that he is present. Um, yeah. He is here. And I think that's one thing that we can all take away about the power of prayer. Prayer has the ability to reveal to us that God is with us. Yes. And he's even carrying us. And in that in that place, Pastor Phil, when I was in the dark pounding on the floor saying, God, will you like take this away from me? As I look back, my greatest intimacy with him mm. came from the darkest. From time. the dark, yeah. Love so even that. though I would never want to go back to that place, sure. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Sure. I love that. I love that. So just, you know, we're going to say a prayer for everybody yeah. today and then we're going to finish. But I think there's so many things you can take away. But maybe the one thing that we can take away on this day in our journey of prayer is that um, if you want to know where Jesus is, he is waiting for you yeah. right there um, in a time of prayer. And so uh, let's let's invite him in now. Pastor Matt, will you just uh, pray over us as yeah. we go on this journey and um, and and bless our listeners? Yes. Father, we thank you. Uh, as Pastor Phil said, you are present right here, right now, uh, in the midst of uh, wherever we're at. And so, Lord, I pray that as we grow in our knowledge of you, um, as our intimacy increases with you, God, that our, our prayer life would flow from that place. Um, that it wouldn't just be uh, vain repetitions, but it would flow from a real relationship. It would flow from real intimacy. And in that space, God, that you would meet us, that we would grow in our relationship with you, that we would see you move in our circumstances, that we would see you move uh, and change us in the midst of our circumstances, but in all things, that our eyes would be fixed upon you, that whether uh, uh, you remove it or we have to sustain in it, that you would be glorified in all things and that the results would be intimacy and deep devotion in relationship with you. And so, Lord, we ask that you would do and work this into our heart as a discipline and a delight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Matt. And thank you to everyone who is tapped in. We love you all. Thanks for having me, man. Yes. Love you, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you are inspired as we journey together to reorient our lives in life-giving practices as demonstrated in God's word. 